Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Work For It podcast on the Makery Network. I'm Brian House. And I'm Ben Butler. And together we represent the two most important components of the maker world. I work the steel. And I work the wood. The show's primary focus is business in the workshop. And then we reach out to you on social media with a question every week. We read your answers and then discuss them on the show. Follow our show on any major podcast platform and on Instagram at workforit.podcast. Or you can support us for as little as $1 a month on patreon.com forward slash workforit. Let's get on with the show. All right. It's the Work For It podcast. We are back in back. action, baby. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. <clears throat> we, I'll Dude. get into that story later. But it, yeah. I've got permission from, from the person to tell the story. From the because, And it was funny because while we were sitting there and in the middle of it, it was like, you can't talk about this on the podcast. I don't want you telling people. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, all right, you know, secrecy and all. But, you know, then I got like a million people messaging me wondering where the hell we are. Right. I mean, Which, too, by man. the way, is an awesome feeling. I mean, uh, so me many people good. now listen. How yeah, about it? Yeah, man. Boost so, to the ego. Last minute. Meanwhile. All right. So I know we just jumped right into the show. I've got so much to say. Right? But I have to say, we've got a special guest on the show today, Woo. and his name is Dexter House. Oh, Dexter Whoa, House in the boy. house. <laughs> and Look the out. reason is, is it's it's uh, um, spring break down here in Florida. Yeah. So he's not, not, you're not, not chasing girls and getting into trouble and. You're in Florida on spring break, man. I don't know if you noticed the post I put up not too long ago with the thing, the quote at the bottom that says, idle hands of the devil's workshop. Uh, yeah. That that saying is especially true when you're a 15-year-old person. Sometimes busy hands are the devil's work, too. You could be both, but boy, we need, we need to keep Dexter busy. So no, actually, he's chosen to come and work with me this week because we've, as you know, we've done the Gen 4 um grinder release that went so yeah. great that we are now just my life is now just packing parts yeah that's it isn't it kind of so. interesting how in that regard how to some degree right it all boils down to to sort of medial work at a, at some level right <laughs> you know like all this thought all, all this, this lead up intense, to me throwing like, shit in the bag yep. yeah and, and in the end you're like mindlessly stuffing fucking boxes <laughs> that's it this is my life now i lift it's heavy awesome. things i put them in bags and i send them to other people hey man when they assemble them and make stuff with it so Making yeah that grinder money ben jammin how you doing buddy everything doing going well. okay with you life's good out here yeah life's good it's warming up and you know spring's coming into Coaching season, coaching t- uh, t-ball and coaching basketball. Sweet. And as if I didn't have enough 
you know, second, third, fourth, fifth jobs. But yeah. Uh, yeah, life's good. I wake up in the morning, my wife tells me which way to start walking, and I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Go that way. Take care yeah. of that one. I'll take care of this one. Do that first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least you got somebody thinking for you. I mean, no that's doubt. kind of a nice feature. Oh, she is. Sure. She is definitely my brain and, and beauty. Um, I'm just the muscle. You're the grunt man. Yeah, man. How about yourself? What's what's going on? Dude, we're Besides just busy. Besides you know, stuff. Yeah, selling grinders. The Gen Four release went really well. We we um, we sold out of all the pre-orders. Yeah. So we had initially purchased. We I don't know if you know this, but the cost of steel is skyrocketing Man, in the U.S. Any material, right? It seems <clears throat> lots of material. Yeah, it is insanity. So what we've discovered is uh, that the steel prices are going up because during the beginning phases of covid supposedly and i don't know if this is true but this is what i've read from numerous sources is that the steel production slowed down considerably yeah, yeah. and that uh they they did that because they thought that there wouldn't be demand later in the year of 2020 Man. And then <clears throat> demand really never slowed up. You know, it just kind of kept right. coming. <clears throat> and then new regulations took place, uh, tariffs in China. You, we've got a lot of different things happening that are all kind of the perfect storm that, that basically took the uh, steel production, slowed it down. And of course, demand is still there. So, you yeah. know, supply and demand, you know, basic economics says, you know, hey, we have to raise the prices. Before all this happened, not before, but like kind of in the middle, we actually purchased a bunch of sheets of steel and put them uh, aside because we were told that this was going to happen. Like there was insiders, people that were buying, uh, that were purchasers for bigger companies who are connected with me through YouTube are telling us, look, stash it away. I just know this is what I'm hearing and you should just go ahead. So we're like, you know what? We'll buy 10 sheets of this. We'll buy 10 sheets of that and we'll have it set aside. And our laser cutter is happy to do it and set them aside and put them on a rack for us or whatever. And then, so when Gen 4 uh, release came out, uh, we burned through. We figured, okay, we can make this amount. We made about 50 kids and we were like, okay, we can make 50 and then we'll, and then we'll kind of go from there. And then we sold the first 50 in the day and a half, well, no week and a half. Sold, say, uh, the first like 50 rolling man you know yeah. it's that's we've seen the same with the lumber industry um the i think the difference being that they completely just got caught with their pants down you know and what they didn't what and, and they couldn't do anything about it to an extent right um people can't come to work at offices and they also can't go to work at sawmills you know and it, and uh so but they could work in the woods. And so you'd see raw material stacking up, you know, log landings are full all across the country, but there's no truck driver or maybe a truck driver's available, but the mills closed down. They can't cut the dang logs into boards. And then <clears throat> on top of that, uh, what ended up happening is that every, you know, Bob and Tom in the world decided that they were going to remodel their fucking living room, you know, That's and their exactly bathroom. Happened, and, yeah. And so, um, construction lumber in particular, construction materials, plywoods and OSBs and, and framing lumber 
I mean, in some places, it's still four times the cost, which yeah. is ungodly. You know, it's just is, unbelievable. Do they think it's the same the same reason? Is it I think, because they slowed production for a bit? Yeah, and then it, well, now we're in not, a well. I think they slowed production. Well, at least this is what I've heard, right? There's um, Shannon Rogers does a podcast called The Lumber Industry Update, which is about as dull as it sounds. The price of a two by four is now four ninety nine. So Shannon's a hand tool woodworker, and he's also a co-host of. um, um, He is also a co-host of the. uh, Oh shit! What is it? The podcast with Mark Spagnolo. Anyway. He does that yeah, show. Escapes me too. It'll, yeah. I'll, I'll get it in a minute, but uh, yeah. So somewhat they slow they they did slow production, but not maybe intentionally. You know, it was more just people can't come to the sawmill. The sawmill had to shut down because of yeah. the places that they were located were hot COVID areas, and so sure people just couldn't come to freaking work. You know, but they didn't. Right. Um, they were not trying to anticipate the market. I guess is the best way to put it. I mean, so. how could you? You know, really, nah, right? We, we didn't know. Yeah, yeah. We had no idea. I and think people were expecting the worst. Yeah. But it for us anyway. It never slowed down. We we just you know we yeah. shifted our, yeah. our energy a little bit, but it it didn't really change much as far as how people were spending money or buying goods. Yeah, it's so, tough though. Yeah, you know, know, like I've quoted a few things recently, and and. You know, when a picnic table becomes a fifteen hundred dollar enterprise, it, life's pretty tough. You know, yeah. I, who the hell is going to buy a fifteen hundred dollar picnic table that isn't made of fucking teak? <laughs> Have you been to Naples, Florida? You should there come you go. here because there's people here that will spend that kind of. They'll be like, only fifteen yeah. hundred. Right? Wow, oh, that's, that's such a deal. Yep. Yeah. True. Um, I can I think- deliver it for an additional five hundred. Right. Yeah. So I think it's it gets I'll set tough it up for you. I, so you guys are ra- you're gonna have to raise prices then, right? Is you mentioned that on uh, post. We did it already. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the kit, the initial kit was three ninety. Now it's four twenty four. Yeah, and the only reason is, is we were. No, it's not too bad. I mean, you know, when you look at your margin. Yeah. And we have business is not that difficult. People go, oh, you know, you got to do this, this, and this, and it's you. You, you know, you take your costs and your time and you figure your numbers out, you figure your percentages, what it, what it would be worth for you to yeah. do this work. What is it worth? And that's your number. Yep. The minute the costs go up, you have to pass it on to the customer. <laughs> Otherwise you go out of business because yeah. it's no longer worth it anymore. So, People are you know, so hesitant the, to do that too, you know, and I, I, that's always kind of fascinated me. You know, I, I can, yep. it's easy to say, it's easy to do, right? I mean, it's, it is what it is. You can't change those facts, right? You cannot change Correct. the cost of your raw material, period. Correct. So why, why feel bad about it? Why try to hide it? Why, why bend over backwards and take a hit? 100% you know, agree. Up your backside. Yep. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You do get the people that go, <clears throat> oh, hey, I, you know, I see that the price is more expensive now why and they want to yeah. know you know and, and you it's got the like, reason oh you know here here's the reason why but <clears throat> if if you look at even all of the people in this industry just in my industry they're doing the same thing so it's it's not you know not unique to just us in fact they did it before we did and i don't know if that's because yeah. 
you know, they were, they didn't plan ahead or whatever, like we did, or maybe they're buying their materials differently. Um, we just saw it happening and we were like, you know what, just to ensure that we can keep the price point where it needs to be, let's do that and buy all those sheets of steel, which is expensive as hell, by the way, you know, lots of thousands of dollars go into raw materials, hoping that you'll sell that product. You never know the market could take a shit and then you don't have anything to sell. You know, you have a bunch of plate steel that you can't get rid of. Good news is, is like any other commodity that it'll go up and down and you can sell it to someone else's in its raw form or whatever, yeah. worst case. But, um, hey, you know, it worked out. Uh, so many people have um, messaged me and uh, that we've even seen um, a few of the grinders already delivered. So people are, we, we delivered on the day we thought we would. So we, we yep. put it at um, March 13th was our target date for the release of the kits to get them in the mail and then also to release the plan set and the video. And uh, I did all of that. Um, <clears throat> all of that work happened and it <laughs> beautifully coordinated and we were able to launch everything on that day. Now, leading up to that day, it was really stressful. You know, we were trying to push things through. Um, and we, but you know, Hey, it was just a lot of planning and a lot of work and we made it happen. Yeah. And now, now we're going to just sit back and handle the logistics <clears throat> of it. So that's, that's, that's the, great, man. The remaining component. <clears throat> yeah. Do you have any way of telling or, or of knowing other than word of mouth, if you've got repeat customers, people looking to upgrade? <clears throat> yes. And, and the, so, you know, our website will tell us like, who's a returning customer. Like, so, so yeah. if somebody buys a second product, yep. it'll say like, George Smith, second order, you know, he's nice. put this money through or whatever. Um, but it, we also, through the different social media platforms, I've just kind of told people like, look, Gen 4, the chassis is the same as Gen 1. I mean, right. for the most part, there's right. it's all You've the same measurements. Components. So the outer parts, which is the D-plate, the platen, you know, all those things can um, be purchased. And the reverse compatible. You know, that was kind of yep. the point of that design was when I pumped it into Fusion, I took the original SketchUp file, put it into Fusion and said, I want to build around this. So I need to be able to make it work with like, say, the guy that bought a kit a year and a half ago. Yep. If he wanted to change his Gen 1 to a Gen 4, what would that look like? So we're now in the process nice. of uh, putting together what we call an upgrade kit. So you can just like buy those pieces. Oh, yeah. And That's awesome. On. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. We gotta get through the initial shipments first, sure. but yeah, <clears throat> we're we're doing all that, and then I'm cha changing over a bunch of stuff on my website. When I started this venture, I was just selling one thing, like the basically yeah. the grinders, and then the one digital file. And now you know we have multiple digital files and different things that are needing a little bit more. You need it needs to be a little bit more robust. So I'm still using Shopify as my back end, but I'm mm -hmm. adding these what they call apps, which, you know, yep. you pay per month per each app. And so I did the switch over today uh, to just change how that works. And nice. um, we're seeing a, a big difference in that because now we're able to tell people like, all right, if you want to buy the plans, it's $25, but for $5 more, you can get the CAD file. Yeah. You know? Oh, nice. Just That's stuff cool. like that. We didn't and have these, that feature um, before. <clears throat> yeah. I'll tell you, I'm, I have, do you like Shopify? I do. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a la carte everything, right? So yeah. if you, you know, you buy in at 30 bucks, 
And that's yep. like 30 bucks a month, right? And that's just like bare bones, uh, e-commerce. But they have all these like, you know, apt things that you uh-huh. can add to it. And, it. and, you know, if your shop is successful, what they do is they take you on a journey. You yeah. know, they're saying like you pay this 30 bucks. But now, of course, I pay a lot more than that now. Right. But it's because my needs have grown. You know, sure. so which all is good. of the little feet, yeah. yeah, which is when people and, and you go, would oh, expect your costs to pay are going up. More. That's a bad thing. No, yeah. it means that we're making more money in yeah. other ways, so we can now offer better things. Do they? You know? So, uh, as a point of sale service, do they they take their three percent or whatever in addition yep. to your monthly? Right? Yeah. So you yeah. can buy into a better system with them for more money mm-hmm. a month. If you do enough business, it makes sense. It drops yeah. at like point one percent, and even that right. point one percent is worth it in a lot yeah. of cases. So yeah, it, it's. I it's think kind of there's a lot of. It sounds so. I mean, I don't have. I don't use a Shopify or a Squarespace or anything like that. I mean, my my garbage website is. You know, I hand wrote the damn thing. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's like HTML one. H- yeah, HTML and Bootstrap, <laughs> and you know, just I I actually believe it or not, I I host it in the Google Cloud platform. So oh, yeah, the the competitor the Google to Google um, website thing. Yeah, no, it's awesome. not even that. I well, I host that. it. I host it as um. So in Amazon Web Services, you can use something called S3, which is their simple storage solution. But it has web hosting enabled via a static IP address. So basically, cool. if you buy a domain, right, and then you host all your website files in uh, cloud storage, like Google's cloud storage, their competitor to, not Google Drive, but like their competitor to AWS, right? right. So you stick it in this storage bucket is what they call them. And then the, uh, the address for that will never change. So you just click a box and say, don't ever change this address. You map that address oh. to your domain name. Bob's your uncle, right? Well, website's nothing but text files, mostly yeah, exactly. images and yeah. some other things. So I do it that way. And I literally pay pennies a year to host my website, which works out really well when you get like $150 credit with Google. You know, I can have my website sure. up for 150 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, Does it take like ten minutes for it to load, though? Or no, it it's surprising because um, you know, I mean, it's still Google Cloud. You know, it's still so it's, um, yeah. it's very lean. I've got no; it's serverless. You know, to an extent. For mm. from my perspective, it's serverless, right? Google's got to right. run servers to to keep that storage going. But from my perspective, I'm not managing any any server or anything like that. Now, I'm also not getting features and functionality like you would with a Shopify or, or, you know, a web hosting and uh, building service. But for right now it works. And then I do all my sales stuff through Etsy at the, at the moment. Um, Which which is is, a great deal, by the way. It really truly is. Yeah. Because they, I don't know if you know, but they do a, an enormous amount of marketing for your product that you do not have to pay for. They do, so yeah. They that's a um, really great feature of Etsy. There's a cool episode of the um, oh, it's the podcast with Tim Sway and um, the Reclaimed Audio podcast. And Tim Sway, he, he does a lot of reclaimed, makes guitars, and he actually does some video work for Vetric. 
some v-carve and aspire uh videos in the lab series they call it but um he, he has a really cool episode so he created he has a laser cutter and he came up with this idea for guinea pig tanks <laughs> which is fucking ridiculous okay so guinea pigs like to root right and they also so <laughs> he he developed these fucking tanks out of cardboard that he laser cuts right and then the guinea pigs run in behind the fucking things and push them all around you know and it oh looks my God. it's hilarious it looks like fucking hilarious so he starts making all kinds of crazy shit not just tanks okay. but noting right he's like i could give a shit less about guinea pigs he's like but i do know that the pet industry is a gold Huge. mine right like Huge. people will buy shit for their pets he yep. stands up a quick uh shop on etsy and literally overnight is selling thousands of these guinea pig tanks for 20 bucks a throw or whatever it is you know holy crap and they're made out of cardboard um, so it's not yeah it's not he's like terrible. i've got well, no easy. overhead shipping's yeah. easy he's like they basically ship themselves put a stamp on them you know so but I'm anyway get into that business that's what i'm, t- yeah. I'm switching away from steel i'm moving over to cardboard he got uh he got this. pretty candid about about some of the things that etsy was doing and um it is interesting they they started doing some stuff to his account automatically, you know, yes. that that in the end, you know, the way he boiled it down, I don't remember specifically what it was, but he's like, look, you're actually hurting my business by doing this, you know? So it was so, sort of questionable. So I might just watch out for that if folks are playing with Etsy. They can suck you in, uh, but it yeah. is the cheapest deal. In fact, I told um, our buddy, uh, uh, the Vander Sander man, Mark Vander, um to put his digital download up there it's a great place if you've got a digital file you want to sell 20 cents a month or some crazy shit it's cheap yeah it's in and not only that you get that free sort of marketing space yes and it tears in and see shopify is the same way where shopify has a built-in google shopping application so nice. if you've ever gone on Google and you type in like I'm looking for, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a bandsaw or whatever, it'll list out, you know, all the bandsaws that are for sale in all the online stores. It's super convenient. Nice. And yeah. um, so Shopify has a, a feature where you can turn that on. Now you have to meet certain criteria in order to make that. You have to have a, like a manufacturer's, um, you know, um, They call it a GTIN, a Google, I don't even know. There's a whole bunch of serial number type stuff you have to do. Yeah. I I jumped through the hoops, you know, to make it happen. I I did it. So you made like uh, um, SKUs basically or? You make make your own personal SKU and then you have to make like a Google SKU. So it it has to know that those two things are the same and they have to kind of line up and then... And then, of course, they have categories, so you have to categorize all of your stuff, and then you have to tell it, is it made out of steel, and where is the steel made? So there's, like, all these little features. But it gets your product in front of people who wouldn't normally know that I exist. I don't get a ton of sales from it. Not yet. But, you know, it it, it could happen, you know? Uh, Yeah, it could happen. I I just think that it's it's right now we have so many people who are – thinking about doing things like this that have unique concepts and the barrier to entry is so low and why wouldn't you do it in fact dexter um and i have discussed him 
doing he has a 3d printer right you you do the same thing you have a 3d printer him and i have come up with all kinds of adapters concepts like just cheap silly things that actually make a huge difference in my workshop uh dexter what was that thing that we made um the thing for the the tin cans uh, the holder for them, like with the magnet? The holder with the magnet. So if you can imagine a tin can and a bracket that goes around that tin can, not all the way around, just yeah. around maybe three quarters of it. And then on the back side, there's just a straight up uh, slotted uh, piece of, you know, PLA that mm-hmm. uh, a box, like a rectangle, that's got a recess in it for a magnet. Yep. Right? Nice. And you put it Okay. Yeah, you yep. put a... So, so now you take your, your tin cup, you snap it into this, this thing, and then you hot glue uh, an, an, a you know, rare earth magnet into it, and you can literally stick this thing anywhere, anywhere. in your shop. Like, you put seven bucks on these things. You can stick your beer to the roof of your car while yeah. you're driving down the road. <laughs> exactly. This is what, this is, see, you're, you can become the house made industrial marketing guru where you're like, look, I know yeah, Brian man. says you could put pencils in this, but I put whiskey in it and it's fantastic. <laughs> Dexter, I, um, I've got a few different 3d prints for sale, uh, on my Etsy page. I, the, the one and hell, if, if you, if you want it, I'll give it to you. You can start printing these things. I, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> They're like really simple. They're they're French curve. It's a French curve template set, right? So just a simple six piece, like two and a half inch uh, wide little French curve set for drawing and drafting and you know arts and and farts and and all that shit. Um, they're about uh, you know about a ten minute print and they go really fast. Um, but for some reason they sell really well, and I probably sell half a dozen of them a month and I could probably sell more if I pushed it a little bit. But the other thing that I see that seems to move pretty well um, are adapters in a wood shop for vacuums. So every vacuum. I totally need one of those right oh, now. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. We talked about this already. We did. We talked about this exact yeah, with thing. The central vacuum. I, yeah. Yeah. I've, um, for some reason, printed. these manufacturers cannot get their shit together when it comes Festool to the way the four-inch hoses. Oh my god! It's ridiculous. Festool. How alone, do these not fit together? It's just it's ridiculous. Stupid. And Festool's is metric, so it doesn't fit anything that I have. You know, <laughs> right? Um, but thankfully, the other thing that's be- that the brilliant thing is that there's so many designs out there that are you can just download and print. You know, for personal use. But you know. Most people that are posting some of these designs from, I've talked to a few different people and they're like, yeah, man, go ahead, sell it. You know, I don't, I don't give a shit, print yeah, it, they sell don't care. it, yeah. make a couple yeah. bucks off of it. Um, and it's pretty easy to design. I've been, I've been playing around so much with 3D design work and um, creating tool paths for CNCs and 3D printers. I'll have to show you, I'll have to show you guys. Um, it might still be on my stories. It won't be by the time this releases, but. Uh, a teacher from Jack's school reached out and she's like, Hey, we had a 3d printer donated. Do you guys want it for maker club? Hell yeah. Score. Oh, yeah. It's a maker bot. She says, I don't know. Mm. You know, maker bot, nice industrial sized usually, or, or at least uh, robust enough to work in a school 24, seven, nine months a year. Right. I'm thinking shit, that'd be sweet. 
get a maker bot, you know, we'll crank it out. Well, I go pick it up. And some dude had apparently hacked together pieces of a MakerBot (laughs) into this laser cut fucking case. It is hilarious. It looks like it's from the 1980s. And I know that like 3D printers weren't like as pervasive then as they are now, right? But it looks like it was in the 1980s in the basement of some house of a dude that lived with his mother who was upstairs in her nightgown smoking Chesterfields. You know, it's like all yellow and <laughs> it is hilarious. Eating TV dinners. This thing is too I like where your brain funny. goes, Ben. You're like, oh. you look at a 3D printer and you're picturing this, like, you know, uh, M. Night oh, Shyamalan yeah. movie. Immediately oh. this starts, you know, it's raining down on your brain. Yeah. This thing's got a personality <laughs> and a face, and it's too damn funny. It just, so yeah, funny. like the print bed is, um, it's a piece of wood with aluminum foil, like 70 layers of aluminum foil wrapped <laughs> tightly around it, you know. Did it come with an aluminum foil helmet, I guess, <laughs> right, is the other I think question. so. <laughs> you know, and it's got a little Cat5 cable coming out the back, this little pigtail. And Jack's like, let's plug it in. And I'm like, to what? (laughs) (laughs) No way. That thing's not touching any of my computers. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that there's, in my opinion, like, okay, so Dexter has been toying around with the concept of going to work uh, at a grocery store, right? Nah, sell shit. Well, this is our conversation. We've, I've kind of, he wants to kind of go because his buddies are going and it's regular sure. work and everything else. So I get it. I, I see both sides of it, but yeah. I'd like to convince him to do a side hustle. Even if he yep. does go do his uh, job at Publix or wherever, bagging groceries, helping people. I think that's important. I think that could work and does work. But when you start to factor in, you know, um, what it can, what you can do when you work for yourself, you know, your only limitation is you, you know, you right. can make as much money or as little money as you want. Yep. Um, and that is something I love to see Dexter pursue, you know, uh, yeah. you know, at some point I'd like to see that happen, but Dexter, what is your main motivation for going to work at like doing a grocery store job and stuff? Well, I think it, the main motivation is that it's stable and like yep. I know that I'm getting paid. And with selling my own stuff, it's like, oh, I might get paid a couple couple dollars a day and then yeah, it could be more passive, but I don't have the security. I understand. Yeah, that and that's a big the big to do for a lot of people when they go That's and the they do an entrepreneurial venture struggle I've got right. It, yeah. You know, it, living in the moment right now, you know, I, uh, I would say this though, I'd encourage you to, to, to stretch farther than you might be comfortable now. Right. Cause it doesn't get any easier to do that kind of stretching when you're um, young. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never, you'll never have an easier time doing it than right now. But to your point, you know, to have that steady income is really, really nice. Um, I have seen some some younger folks your age and even younger that, you know, have just taken off in, in social media and in selling things and marketing and that this whole arena that your dad and I both dabble in. Um, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the channel Wood Brew. They're an example. They're a, a young couple that um, 
right out of high school, they were doing a furniture restoration business. And then one day they, um, they jumped at a 30 day video challenge. And so for 30 straight days, every day they put out a video on a, a build project and that just propelled them into YouTube arena and they've been running with that ever since. Now they have a, uh, adventure channel and a maker channel. So part of the year they travel around the country, jackassing around at national parks and rock climbing and kayaking and whatever else. And but they split the channel, right? Because the niche was yeah, so different. They yeah. did. Yeah. 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 Which is I've cool. Often th- I've often thought about doing like workshop vlog stuff, you know, yeah. in my workshop. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a... Um, you know, a, a, pr- a pretty decent following on YouTube. Yeah. That, and then the vlogs tend to sort of, you know, f- manifest themselves on Instagram. Yep. Just through stories. And I don't do stories yeah. that often. I just do video, one minute videos or whatever. But mm-hmm. it, I've, I've, you know, I'm in my workshop all the time doing stuff. And it's like, man, if I just had, if I just took oh. five minutes to just film some of the shit that goes on in here. Me too. People would watch it, but. I don't think the people who are watching housework are no. going to be that same audience. And I know like um, Stumpy Nubs, uh, mm-hmm. um, he's got this problem, right? And at the Big beginning time, of every he vlog. he raves about it every time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of every vlog, he's like, see, the icon that you clicked on was green. <laughs> yep. And that means this is a video where I'm going to be talking and educating yep. you. Like he's mm-hmm. super condescending. He and, is. Yeah. Uh, I run into that. <laughs> I run into that. Well, even uh, Duresta does that, you know, to his in yeah, his I vlogs know. too. And it's yeah. But I agree, man. I've been thinking that. I've been doing so many little shop projects. I I have been bound and determined, you know, to fit fifteen pounds of shit in my five pound bag. And yeah. so I've been just because those are easy to place. They're easy to make, you know. I and know that's the thing and is like I can make vlog shop vlog content. I could do a video a week. So yeah. let me let me say this: if you listen to the Work for It podcast and you're hearing what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. you want to encourage me, send me a private message somewhere, me Facebook, too, yeah. Instagram, wherever, email me or whatever, and and encourage me to do so because I would do it. But I just get, um, you know, I made this like silly video about like telescoping tube steel. And I yeah. had to, there's a lot of detail involved in this. Yep. And um, so I have to talk a lot about that detail. And, you know, of course, people are commenting, oh, it took you like eight minutes to get to the actual work and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. I but saw that. all like, of the shit on. that led up to that, right? <laughs> oh, God. Not only that one comment, it was, it was a few, you know, that people were like, I can't believe I had to sit through eight minutes to watch you do this. Heaven and forbid. it's like, but all there's of the little tiny button. details leading up to that matter so much like if you don't yes. do one of those things you're you're not going to have a good time doing this or it's not yeah. going to work at all i well, think some I people keep, enjoy it but others just can't do well here here's what's interesting yeah. about that if you look at the analytics of that video uh-huh. most people watch it all the way through like over huh. 50% which is but, a really good retention rate but yeah. then if you look at, and, and also if you look at the thumbs ups versus thumbs downs, it's heavily in the thumbs up. It's like a thousand thumbs ups and like maybe 25 or something mm-hmm. like 40 something or whatever thumbs downs. I never get that many thumbs downs. So maybe yeah. I did do something wrong. And maybe I, <laughs> I could have added more action or whatever to this. Um, but I was a learning experience. But here's what else was weird about that video 
is that the the highest rated uh, ranked video that's suggesting my video to mm-hmm. these people these people these are, these are people who have never watched my channel before right that video is on the same subject but it's 10 times the length whoa no kidding and that's higher rated than it's got more views one. on it than my video but it's 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 an hour long <gasps> And the Isn't guy, that interesting? all he does is talk. I watched it. I could yeah. barely sit through it. So here's my theory. I think they watched his video. They got and really freaking annoyed. And talk about it. <laughs> and then they take it out on me. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, wait, you know what? This guy made one for fucking 10 minutes. Right? I'm just going to watch that one. And then, you know, they click over and I have to explain it. You right. know, sit through five minutes Same of me fucking explaining thing the other guy said. They're like, God damn it. I'm going to sit through this bullshit again. And they, they're already hot and bothered. And, and you know, so I'm like, but, well, maybe that's the case. You know, I started yeah, digging into it because I'm, I'm like, it, it really bothered me because I'm thinking, like, this video has got like 25,000 views yeah. in the first week. And it's. You know, there's people pissed off about how much I talk. And then I started digging yeah. into the analytics and I found that other guy's video. I'm like, I can't even sit through this. Like, I couldn't sit it through the 15, first 15 minutes. Uh, you know, I think every content creator probably searches for this, right? You you search for, um, you search for the recipe that will give you an acceptable product with minimal effort, right? So... True. You've got to build, and I Good think that's point. any job, right? But so you've got to build the project, you've got to film the project, you've got to edit the project, and then you've got to upload the project, right? There's there's the thought, the four or five steps there. Each of them are ass kickers, you know, in their own right. And so I think I'm always, and this is that you get paralyzed by it. And I'm probably in that stage where I'm paralyzed by it. Right. And everybody says, just go fucking do it. Just make it happen, you know, but you know, I'm, I'm in my head going, but what if I could on one of those late nights when I'm out here just fucking around and I go, Oh, I'm going to build that cabinet quick. And away it goes. I'm telling you, dude, I'd watch that. Can I capture that? I think, but it had, it'd have to be rough. Right. Cause if I capture yeah. that, I've got four videos like that, similar to that very thing, that are sitting on my hard drive. But you I've wrap a story around it. Wrap yeah. a story around it. Take a page out of Cody's book from Wrangler Star. Yeah. He's always doing something and, you know, he's talking and building something at the same time. But you're really yeah. watching it because he's kind of wrapping a story around it. Yeah. That's, that's what my, I got to That's my doing. take on him. And I, you're, you could do it. I'm telling you I right could. now. I definitely think you could, but boy, is it time consuming. It could be, I know. And that's what I'm like. I'm like, man, I'd like to be able to, you know, that's why you, like you said, I I love lives for that. I love stories for that. Um, my stories I find are fits and starts like one day I'll do a thousand of them. And then the next for the next week, I won't do shit, you know, and that doesn't help you. Um, but I would, I'm going to try it. I, I'm going to try it and I'm going to try to do it in such a way where it has minimal editing. Right. Yeah. And yes. just be pushing to, you know, pushing to final cut as I'm filming that day or whatever. Yep. And just see what happens. Just throw it out there into the ether. I, I definitely of, think I've, people would watch it. And and well, it, I think it, I think people would watch it. And here's the reason why. So initially <laughs> no one's going to see it because yeah. that's just how YouTube is. But if yeah. you cross promoted it uh, here, on the yep. work for podcast 
and then also on Instagram gave little snippets. Yeah. Uh, you could you could generate some definite interest. I think it would take a year, you know, yeah. of of pretty consistent, like maybe twice a month, a mm-hmm. year of that, and then you would start seeing massive flow. And then, but you're, if it's you're easy, like, you know, yeah. but if, if it's, it's easy, easy create, it's doable. That's and that's what I I don't. I think this is my biggest thing, and this is my last hurdle that I think I need to get over before I'm ready to just start doing it. Um, is it, it's got to be that that easiness about it to where you can just push it up there. Um, but I also want that to be the known tone, right? Like, okay, this is what you're gonna get. I'm not gonna fancy schmancy sexy photography. You know, this is just. Sure. Ben Jackass in, in the his, beginning. Yeah. So that's that's where I kind of, you know, I'm going to, I'd like to come out of the gate that way. I've got a first video that will be coming out probably uh, Sunday. And it's on, on YouTube. Yep. And it's on the dust collection on my shop bot. Oh, so, nice. Okay. Which so is what's kind your strategy? Of this style. T- okay. So, so I have a strategy when I release a piece of content. Mm-hmm. Do you have like, do you tick all the boxes? Like I hit Instagram with a still frame with the thumbnail and a link. Mm-hmm. And then I go to Facebook. I do the same thing. And, and I hit, I really just groups. got Instagram and, and, um, YouTube at this point, I don't do much on Facebook, you know, cross post to Facebook. So if it goes to IG, it yeah. goes to Facebook. Okay. Um, but that's, that's the key here. Cause I'll tell you, once you get that system in place, yeah. Uh, by the by the way, the DIY belt grinders group is like out of control. It's like eight, almost nine thousand members. <laughs> I now. know. I saw that. <laughs> and, it just and, exploded. And see, I've got a captive audience over there because yeah. they're all guys oh, no, who no. are interested in this stuff. So I post a video to That's YouTube great. where I'm not sure I'll get a lot of coverage. I'm guaranteed like five thousand views if I post yeah. it there. You and know? shit, so, man, your um your uh, IG's growing too. I yeah, noticed. I hit 3,000 uh, followers last That's week. That's awesome. That is which awesome. Is, by the way, the hardest social media platform ever to gain followership on. Which is so funny to me still. Because it it's never used to be. ridiculously hard. You know, but it is. It is. It's it's a known fact. <laughs> and, I, I, and, you know, I'll attribute a lot of that to being on Jeff's podcast. I got so many people um, nice. following me that message me privately and said yeah. how much they loved what we talked about on Dude, there. And speaking of, they were I, just reaching out, you know, yeah, and following me, by the way. So thank you. We had uh, we had pickle cutter on last time we were together, and I I got off the recording, and I was I, I felt terrible because I didn't get a chance to publicly just praise you. It was awesome. It was a really really awesome interview. Feed me, I, feed me the praise, yeah, Ben. Come on, dump really, it all over really me. Really well done. Seriously, <laughs> I think it was. You know, you and Jeff have this this really cool. Um, there's there are there are some marked similarities there, right? And I think that that's pretty cool to see two guys like that, who um, are passionate about business, but also pull no punches. You know, is this? Yeah. You're, you guys both have the the Popeye syndrome, which I love. You know, it's just I am what I am. You're gonna take me for what it's worth, and let's move on. <laughs> but yep. just really good. Really good uh, conversation.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details conversation and just a really easy listen which i think did, people did you enjoy. listen to uh owner caglar and yeah. him yeah. chat from dies yep. in every film yep. so i i didn't even know owner was an mma fighter and then so jeff posted all the the videos of owner yeah. fighting oh my god that guy's a freaking maniac he is and, a and, maniac yeah and there's a whole nother side to him um yeah. that and it's so funny cuz the day that that came out owner was like bashing somebody on my in- Instagram for like a comment. <laughs> I love it. And it, it got out of hand. I was just like, okay. Yep. All right. It was almost he, as if these two guys were in the octagon and there was right. no referee and owner is just like, got him in a guillotine and about ready to snap <laughs> the guy's head off. And I'm just sitting here going, do I stop this? I don't even right? know what. I- <laughs> you do, Cause you don't know and the, if and the guy has no seen- idea. He has no. no idea who he's arguing with. He has no, absolutely not zero nothing. I like know, how like owner that. is like, you know, he's like, I fought in wars. I fought in cages. He's like <laughs> fighting these like fucking pansies. Right <laughs> he's like fighting these fucking pansies on YouTube is nothing. <laughs> yeah, this is shit. This is nothing compared to that shit over in Afghanistan. If folks don't, uh, uh, if, folks if you don't haven't listened to him, it. Yeah. And you're listening to this podcast. As soon as you're finished, go download uh, the Full Blast podcast with owner Kaglar, dies in every film. Yep. Super good interesting guy. Stuff. And Jeff really does a great stuff. job of like pulling a Man, bunch of I'd, cool info out of I'm him. convinced that there is not a subject on this earth that, that Jeff Fader doesn't have at least some scratch knowledge on. He started rattling off noticed. MMA facts, and I'm like... Yeah, how, how do all you know the research shit, he did Jeff? on these guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's unreal. The, the questions he was asking me, I was like, how the fuck do you know yep. this? Like, where, where did you pull impressive. this from? So he, yeah, he digs everything up. He does his, yeah. his homework, which it's, by the way, I'm not willing to do. So if you no. come on this podcast, I'm going to know mm-hmm. nothing about you. I'm going to squeeze it out of you. I want to be surprised by you if you come on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like, wait, your name is what again? I want your story to surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it here at the Work For It right. podcast. We'll work for everything else, but a good, We've good learned in- nothing. interview. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, one of the getting back to the social media stuff because we yeah. have Dexter on the show, and this will yeah, be like yeah, yeah. you know, I I have uh, been thinking about. Okay, so you're a 15, soon to be 15 year old person, Dexter, right? And uh, you're watching a lot happen on a lot of different social media platforms. Mm-hmm. I have recently joined up the TikTok game. I started getting on TikTok. Oh okay? man, Don't I know, I know. I can already hear the eyes rolling everywhere around Makes me. But I'm the old hurt. guy on TikTok. I haven't done much <laughs> with it. 
How do you get past all the twelve-year-old girls? That's the every time I've gone on know. there, I, I just don't like even get look me at past Sarah's this running fucking that. point. <laughs> yeah, Sarah is running my TikTok account. I just have there her cross-posting everything. So Dexter, tell me, how am I going to succeed? You know my content, right? Yeah. How am I going to succeed on TikTok? Give me my strategy, because uh-uh. this is. By the way, if you're listening and you're a content creator, this is like the most valuable information ever. Yeah, no 15 doubt. 15-year-old kid who spends a ton of time on TikTok. Go ahead, Dexter. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, like... What do I have to do? It, uh, I put inter- you on the spot. I'm Interactive sorry. with your fans. Okay, so... Like that kind of stuff. Let's start at the content, though. So what am I going to make on TikTok? What's what's going to be what's interesting the, to people? What's the length on of a video on TikTok? How long? It's like that fifteen be? seconds, right? Yeah, you can do fifteen seconds through, I think, a minute now. Okay. So, like, you know, in between there, and um, I think fast-paced content. So, like, you would make a vi- like make yeah. uh, make a knife in a video. In fifteen seconds or thirty seconds? Uh, yeah, something like that. Okay, that's, that's a challenge, hard but part, we could do right? that. Yeah. Yeah, but you So do you need like, to have a let me ask a, maybe a clarifying question. Is it is it better to post process or product? I don't you know what I mean? It's a good so question. I find End product on or IG, the process. Yeah, I find on IG that process people love my process stuff. I don't hardly ever post a finished product. I've finished tons of shit in this shop that I've never even posted to Instagram. They're just interested in your technique. <laughs> I just want the process. So does that work well with TikTok, Dexter, you think? Or I think the process actually does work pretty well, like posting yeah. the process. People always say that like part twos and like that kind of stuff is always super annoying because then you have to go onto the page oh. and figure out the thing. But also you're clicking onto their page. And yep. you might follow the person, and then you have more interaction that way. Have you heard about um, Instagram planning to automatically block posts that have the TikTok logo in them? So that if you're cross-posting to TikTok and IG, IG's going to say, no, 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 no. You get that shit out of here. You Come can't just- on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they got the reels now, so yeah, I've they been don't fairly want successful the, with the reels. TikTok trash. Did you see Dexter? Did you see my reel with the, when I printed out all the labels and then I was that was awesome. Make it, make it rain. Sam, my my youngest Sam laughed his ass off at that when you had the white uh, face mask on. He's like, bring the robot helmet that? back. <laughs> yeah, so I cross posted that to uh, TikTok and it got exactly zero views. By the way, so. Well, that's because you're small. It's, you just started a couple of days ago. Yeah, I know. It's very TikTok discouraging. That one and on TikTok, it's, uh, it's easy to grow. Like followers don't matter. Okay. That yeah. much. Okay. I mean, followers matter, but you need like half a million followers to mean something to mm. people. Sure. On TikTok. I follow one guy, and it's a guy I actually know, and his name is Hercules, and he's like a strong, uh, uh, strong man, you know. And um, I know him through my brother-in-law, and he, uh, he's got, I think he's got a million, million followers now, doesn't he? He's like Like huge on TikTok. He does like all kinds of stuff on TikTok. Like people go, 
rip a phone book in half while you're standing on the hood of a car, and he does it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'd so, love to be able to do it's all that. For the creator fund. Um, I don't think I'll be doing that. I find TikTok to be. Do you do you think it is it is it easy to build a community there? Because it it seems to me I don't think you know, so. Like, but maybe I'm it wrong. just seems like faceless content to some extent. But see, that's because we're old dudes, and yeah. I think we're just not. Um, you know, we're just not plugged into that scene Dex. i mean you yeah. tell me like if you because th- i hear the guys on the handmade podcast talking about it all the time and they love tiktok right. and there's lots of interaction there so maybe you yeah, know Pinto like Pinto eats it up yeah yeah and I, I so i'm thinking like all right i'm gonna do tiktok like i needed a, another project or another social media platform like a hole in the head but mm-hmm. you know there's a there's got to be an untapped market there and like what if i'm being a moron and next year instagram is gone you know, and I yeah. spent all this time on Instagram. Yeah. And, you know, it goes the way of the vine, you know? Right. So, I don't know. I don't know. I I was thinking about this the other night, too, and, and it's that with all of these apps and, and services and social medias, in fact, I was talking to Derek from Malden, and, uh, you know, I said... <clears throat> the thing that's always one thing that's always pissed me off about IG is that you can't schedule posts, right? You go to YouTube, you can queue up a video to to hit the streets tomorrow morning at four a.m. Awesome. Gotcha. Can't uh, do that Facebook, on TikTok. <clears throat> no, well, not on IG. Oh, not. You on can IG, use things okay. like Hootsuite and you know some other uh, apps that have been around for a little while uh, that leverage the API and uh, upload the content for you, basically. Uh, but there's got to be at some point, I would think somebody creates something that would allow you to do this, right? Like I, what are the most pop, what are the 10 most popular social media networks? Okay. They're all baked in here. Just feed it content and hit post. You know, it will tell you when you need to create a new account on this new platform. <laughs> you know, like the, the, the service is that <clears throat> this thing, this app's always going to have the top, five or top 10 social media networks, right? And uh, all you got to do is feed it the content every day or once a week, load it up, load up the hopper and it just rapid fires the shit out for you. <laughs> I need that. I need <laughs> like that a for robot. sure. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think TikTok is interesting and I, um, <clears throat> I have the same problem with Instagram reels. And I said it somewhat, somewhat jokingly earlier. It's, but, but it, I mean it to an extent is how do I get past the 12 year old freaking girls, you know? And to me, it's that squirrel factor of, um, I see my content and then I flip to the next thing, you know, and maybe I'm running a hand plane across a piece of walnut and then up next it's a, (laughs) you know, it's a, it's a milf in, in a skirt singing to the toilet paper. Oh my God. There's a lot of like really sort of, uh, risque content on TikTok, middle-aged which I wasn't mothers, aware of. And I'm like, middle-aged mothers and teenage girls, and you go the like, titties wait a minute. Bouncing around yeah. and everything else. And, I was just yeah, hand-planting I mean, fucking walnut people. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to not see that. Like, when I'm scrolling through looking at, like, people building stuff, yeah. and then all of a sudden I've got, like, boobies in my face, and I'm does like, the, what um, is happening here? Dexter does Because it's a popular app, video, of course. It is, yeah. But does the app pay attention to my preferences and somehow 
adapt based on my following? It or notices or that you slow down when the boobies come past you. You're like, they're like, women. listen. <laughs> or maybe it, it is. Maybe it it freaking knows. Exactly. It <laughs> knows. <laughs> like every time uh, Ben scrolls past some boobies, uh, uh, he, he, he takes about 1.8 seconds longer <laughs> to flip to the next one. The algorithm's very The simple. algorithm has spoken. Send More Ben tits. all of the boobies. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of scary how that all works because on totally. oh, like, man. the liked videos, like you can like a video and then it's like, oh, well, you liked the video. So now yeah. I'm going to share you more of that. So yes. you get more interaction. Yep. In the app. Yep. Yes. This is my problem with YouTube's algorithm. So if I'm yeah. researching something that has nothing to do with this, like the stuff that I like to watch on YouTube, I will sign out of my Google account or open it in an incognito window to yeah. watch, say, like if I'm trying to figure out something like in Fusion 360 or or um, like a piece of software, you know, I'm always watching like, yep. you know, little quick snippets to do something on Premiere or whatever. I will not watch that on my housework channel because then the next day, all of my get... recommended videos are just oh, Fusion man. 360 tutorials. And it's just Fucking like, Sam. no. Sam Give me the has, boobies. I want to watch the boobies. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> Sam has stayed logged into my account a few times, you know, and I didn't realize it until like a week later. And man, the oh, fucking yeah. RC car garbage, like this, <laughs> you name it, man. And I'm like, where, where are my people at? <laughs> it, they're gone. The algorithm has consumed all the woodworking oh, and replaced it with like cartoons and shit. Completely. Yeah. 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 So, it, but it gives you kind of a cool window into yeah. oh, how yeah. your video will get noticed. Yep. You know, and all it takes is for somebody like you know, like an A bomb or something, to watch one of my videos, and then have him either recommend it or the algorithm yeah. sort of connects it all up. And then you know, like, because I get a report from YouTube, and it'll tell me, you know, with this many people watching your channel now, there's a pretty good chance that they're watching these guys too. And yep. it used to be that the the videos that were people were watching me and they were also watching channels that were not as big, you know, or they were yeah, like not exactly. as prominent. Now I'm noticing like, okay, if uh, people who watch Jimmy Duresta are also watching you, yep. which You're gives my ego like a huge boost, even though I'm still <laughs> very small in that social platform, but I yeah, still but feel like I'm crossing over somewhat. So that's good. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a definite, I think a definite plateau, um, not plateau, but a definite benchmark. Right. And IG for years, it was always the 10 K mark. Right. And to a large extent, that's still it. You get the swipe up feature in stories at 10 K. Yeah. Fucking I want deal. that. Yeah. I want it. It is handy. Ben, I, want I will it. admit people like me don't use it and have it, you know? And it's like, whoa. Um, but there's that, um, yeah, there is definitely that benchmark, I think with YouTube to an extent as well. I, I don't know that it's necessarily a set number on YouTube. Um, but it's interesting to me lately, I have noticed a handful of folks that I literally in the past couple years witnessed saying, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and my goal is to do this for a living. And then they've done it right. Gone from zero to hero yeah. by, and, and everybody I think to some extent thinks that you've got to have a degree of luck and that you've got to have, 
you know, uh, a certain type of personality or charisma or whatever. And I don't know, I always kind of fall back to those examples in my head and go, no, there is a large amount of just working for it. And, yes. and whether, you know, because not all of them have awesome cinematic content that's captivating your thought with every agree. video. Um, yeah. And Bourbon Moth is an example. I don't know if you follow yep. Jason yeah, from not, Bourbon yeah, Moth. Absolutely. Completely. Yeah. He was custom furniture builder, cabinet, you know, had his own little cabinet shop kind of a thing. And then one day he's just like, you know what, I'm going to try YouTube. And he's about as nonchalant a person as you're ever going to find, right? How many uh, subs does he have now? Do you know? He's almost at like a million. And it, and it's probably been four four months that he's been doing it. You know, it's Come unbelievable. I'm yeah, I look him up right not. now. Bourbon Moth. He just exploded. They have a podcast called Shop Sounds, if folks are He's at ha- almost half a million. So he's at 465. Yeah, half, half mil. But when yeah. what's his first That's video up huge. on there? Six, he, has yeah. 50, he has 59 videos. All right, I got to pause this because it's loud. Um, I'm going to subscribe. I'm going to give him one more subscriber. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's been making videos. videos on YouTube since May 8th, earlier. 2015. And he has 20 million views Yeah, on his channel. That's huge. And That's if you big. look, um, well, if you look, most of his videos are within a year, I would say the majority of, oh them yeah, he's posting every week. Yep. Yeah. Every wow. Week he's since. crushing it. He's killing it. And, and he, I think he's, his he's secret, big um, one, he's funny as hell is part of his secret. He's just a, a character in, in and of himself, but, but that might be a secret to some people. If it is, let me tell you right now. And Brian, you've said this, you have to be interesting. If you, you are not yeah. interesting, you could build the fucking Taj Mahal. If you don't do it, you know, with a, with a a bag of fireworks in your hand to shoot off when you're done or, you know, uh, blue hair or some kind of a silly joke along the way, you're not going to be a YouTube star. (laughs) You have to be interesting. You're right. I think that's a great point. You also have to be somewhat likable. I mean, if you're not, if you're not one of those two things, they're they're not going to watch. It's, you know, you could be, like you said, you could be building some really cool stuff. I I won't mention any names, but there's a couple of YouTubers that are on the climb that should have really taken off way bigger than they should be uh, or way bigger now than they are. And it's because you can clearly tell that they're not fully into it. Like they're making, they want to do it. I, I use this example all the time. Um, in the world that I'm in with industrial machines and stuff is that people look at what I'm doing and they think it's easy. So then they decide that they're going to do it too, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, of course, without all the pieces to the puzzle, you, you it doesn't work yeah. for them or it takes a long time or whatever it is. And I try to explain it to people like, look, you got to really love doing this. It is yes. not like, this is not like showing up to a nine to five job every day. No. This is not like, this is not your average work week. And it's okay um, if you don't. Oh, you know? exactly. I'm glad I inspired you, but find something else, like do something, yeah. whatever. Or if it is industrial machines, great, then do that too. Yep. But you've got to really love it. And you can yeah. tell with these YouTubers who, you know, they have like, say 50,000 subscribers when they should have like a million because yep. of the amount of views they're getting. You you can do the math. You can actually look at their channel. You can see that they have like, for instance, Bourbon Moth. 
He's got about uh, half a million subscribers and he has about 20 million views on his channel. If you look and you do the, the um, averages on that, that's yep. about correct, right? For yep. the yep. amount of people watching, they're going, I like his content. I like him and I'm going to yep. subscribe. Now, if you look at a channel that has 50,000 subscribers, but 20,000 views, there's a problem. There's, there's a something, problem. Th- yep. there's a definite issue there. The market will decide for you. Yep. They will just basically tell you this is for you or not for you. And there's some people yeah. out there that don't care or whatever. Right. But these these guys do care. I can tell you they care. They do. And they're, you can tell that they yeah. get frustrated. They're like, why am yeah. I not growing faster? It's just like, I can tell you why, but you're really not going to want to hear You're really not going to hear it. Exactly. Yeah. And you know. you're you're right. I question at times whether or not I really love doing it, you know, all the well, time. It's work. It's, it's like, just like I don't stay else. with it. It's work. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, you know? I don't enjoy like the, I don't, ne- I enjoy it, but I don't love like the video creation process. I yeah. enjoy the teaching aspect, which is, I think, yeah. what keeps me in the saddle, but I'm not a cinematographer. A movie I am. Director. I love that shit. Yeah. I love it both. And that shows. I, I love it. it. I love it. Awesome. I love getting the shot and setting up. Like there's some yep. shots. That last video I put out was an hour forty five. I know that was awesome. It took by me the way, I'm halfway through it. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks to shoot that damn thing, and the reason is, is because I painstakingly set up every shot. I'm like, sure. I you did. really yeah. love. And you know what, man? Hopefully it goes and people watch it or whatever. It's mostly just to aid the people building yeah. the machine. And I wanted it but to it's be so like nice to do that clean and crisp and, you know, all that shit. And I shot it all over the 50 miller, 50, a nifty 50, 50 millimeter. Yeah. Thanks to yeah. Jeremy over at Simple Little Life, by the way. Nice. Every time I watch his channel or listen to his podcast, I'm out buying more shit because he's got, right? he does all of his research. Has he put you a know new it episode if he, out lately? Yeah. Yeah, what's that? Has he put a new episode out lately? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, you know what? I don't know. Out. I know he's been busy. I haven't seen him for a while. His last episode, actually, he talks about uh, his frequency of posting. And he says, you know what? I'm at a point in my career where I'm making some heavy decisions about where I put my energy and my focus. I said mad respect for him, by the way. Mad yes, respect. I, do too. I mean, for a guy who's doing all the same stuff we're doing. 100%. Yeah, Dude, you he really gives you the real deal. I love that yeah, about him so much. Um, yeah, he doesn't candy coat it at all. No, which is really and he tells you exactly what he's feeling and how he's feeling it and what he's doing and whatever else, which is, again, a big reason for his success in this business. Yep. All right, not to, shift, not to shift gears real quick, but I did want to just address real fast where I was last week. So yeah. my wife, Sarah, my <laughs> wife, Sarah, started having stomach pain on Monday night. And we thought, because with a stomach bug had been going through the house, we thought that she had um, the stomach flu or whatever that everybody else had. And <clears throat> and um, it turned out the by Monday night, or it was Monday morning, she started feeling sick. By Monday night when I came home from work, she was like doubled over in pain, could not like move. She was in and out of consciousness. Very, 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 very much in pain. We have a friend who's a doctor, surgeon. He came over to the house. He worked, looked at her. He's not practicing anymore, so he couldn't do anything. He just says, you got to go to the ER. We went to the ER. We spent six hours waiting to see a doctor. Um, it was probably the worst six hours of my life. Oh, man. Um, you were texting me. That was Yeah. Yeah. Awful. It was brutal. And, um, and we got in to see a doctor eventually, and she spent four days in the hospital recovering oh, from um, – <clears throat> I think they, end up, they ended up um, – diagnosing it as gastro and 
enteritis. Yeah. I think if yeah. I'm saying that correctly. So if you can imagine your small intestine, there's an effect. It could be food poisoning. It can be um, an infection, bacterial, whatever. It it infected the intestine and closed it off. Yeah. So no flow, right? And she, it, I mean, she's given birth and she, she's like, this is the worst pain I've ever felt ever in my entire life. And, yeah. um, and, and essentially what the fix is, is, you know, um, keeping her comfortable, keeping her hydrated and then waiting it out. Right. We thought maybe she would have to have surgery, did not need it. The care we got That's was good. excellent. But yeah, yeah honestly, that four is, days. that is uh, very good to not have to have surgery as, as someone who's gone through those multiple times. Anytime they slice you open and uh, start taking out you're never parts, the same. Of your, parts of your uh, intestines, you're not a happy camper from that point forward. And I think it's, um, I would agree. I, I, you know, like with what Sarah's saying, to have pain in your, actually in your digestive system, in your bowels, so to speak, it is some of the most miserable excruciating shit that you're going to want to go through. You know, it just, it's awful. You can't, she's not a complainer. She it. usually deals with yeah. pain. Fine. She's, you know, and when I saw her on Monday night, I was like, we need to have you looked at. And yeah. I, I got some stories about the ER, by the way. We're, we're, oh man. So, so <laughs> let me yeah, just you tell did. you, let me just tell you what the hell, the, how, how the ER is now. ER was bad before COVID. Right. The people, like really people Walmart hold no candle. None. Zero. <laughs> you you, you want to talk about you want to talk about seeing some shit. So I, we are in this ER for six hours before we see anybody because there's like 25, 30 people in there. If I don't get COVID, I haven't. I mean, I figure right. I would have had symptoms by now. But if I was like, we're sitting in there and all these people are sick They're and some and they're what they're doing is they're taking people in the. Um, order that they are, um, you know, in Maybe need of care, basically. Or, yeah, triage, yeah, triage yeah. if you can imagine. Yep. So then, you know, they're looking at Sarah. They look at her and, you know, we're in heaven's waiting room down here in Florida. Like everybody is 60 plus years old. And right. we're like the youngins, you know, mid 40s. <laughs> <Heaven's waiting room. laughs> and, um, and, you know, they're like checking her vitals, making sure she's not dying, you know, for like for real. <laughs> and and all these people are in the waiting room and they're getting seen they're getting plucked off one by one now it's like two in the morning at this point and this young gal is throwing up blood in a bucket oh, and, and it she wasn't sick with covid she was um she, we sick. actually talked to her briefly no she you know she had her adenoids removed and oh, they got Lord. infected and oh, then man. the blood was running down her throat you know in the back and then yeah, yeah. you know causing her to puke anyway so you got this person Man. puking up blood over here and she's crying. She's trying to rip her IV out. She's got anxiety issues. And then, yep. um, and then, oh. uh, there's a crackhead, uh, you know, and I say that, no, you know, I don't know if he's a true current crackhead, but you know, the tattoos on his face, no shoes, right. he's running around. He's like, he's like scratching his neck like Dave Chappelle and <laughs> his know. lips are all white and everything. Oh, he was, and, he uh, was tweaking, man. He was jonesing, buddy. He was running around asking, <laughs> begging people to borrow their cell phone charges and everything else, making everybody in the ER fully, fully uncomfortable. Like, thanks a lot. This wasn't uncomfortable enough without right. you running running around here, making us all feel really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, the staff, though, was awesome. They're, like, feeding him pudding and giving him all kinds of stuff to, like, try to keep him <laughs> calm, you know. And 
I mean, really, He's really top He's about to go through withdrawal there. from hell. They might as well pump him up, you know? Oh, dude, yeah, something. They're like, oh, here, have some pudding with some Dilaudid in it. That'll <laughs> yeah, calm you right. down. You know, so, uh, but anyway, long story short is the hospital was so full. It was so full of patients uh-huh. that we spent the night in the trauma unit. Man. Where they were bringing everyone in um, the first Unreal. night anyway. Actually, I don't know. Nope. She spent two nights in there. No, one night, one or two nights in the trauma unit. And if you can imagine, the trauma unit is a, like a big glass box in the middle of yeah. the ER. Oh, Lord. And you're Awful. in there and the door is an automatic door. Okay. So it's like, yep. you know, opening and closing. Oh. Like, at the gro- <laughs> like at the grocery store, like, right? Yep. You could see Star through Trek. these doors. But we're in there. And we are, you know, kind of hanging out behind a curtain. But every time they bring somebody into the ER, they have to walk past that sensor and it triggers the door. So now it's like four in the morning. We're just trying to sleep. They've got her comfortable on pain meds. And then, um, you know, every five seconds, it's like, you know, and they're dragging people in there from car wrecks and they're bloody and they're giving them CPR and everything else. I felt like I was on a TV show. It was nuts. But the good news was, is a room cleared up. We got um, we got moved to a really nice room, um, and she got all kinds of flowers. Everybody that sent messages, I didn't talk a lot about it because, you know, it's digestion stuff. Yeah, and I just, you know, it's yeah. like I didn't want to tell a whole bunch of people, but a lot of people reached out and said, like, "Hey, wh- where are you? Like, you're not around. Like, you're usually on social media. We see you. Um, you're not doing a podcast. You didn't launch the podcast." Right. You know, and I just kind of said like, hey, family member in the ER, we have a yep. family emergency. This is what's going on. You know, didn't say specifics. I did, however, get permission this morning from her to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. And uh, she was like, yeah, just tell the story. It's fine. You it know, happens. She's you know, and yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's no fun. It, it, it is no fun at all, which is a vast understatement. And I fully realize that. I'm glad she's better. I'm glad she's on the mend and hopefully one of the tips that you gave us was a tip (laughs) that actually helped because you've had similar problems. You you were like, just get her up and get her walking around. And we did that. She was out of the hospital in a day because everything started to kind of heal up and everything. So it's part of it. You got to get that shit moving. You know, you you got to every surgery I've ever had. I find you know, I find the meanest old nurse I can find and try to make her mind because I know that she's going <laughs> to kick your ass out of that room and get you pacing yeah. the hall and yeah. you get everything moving. And they're usually, you know, they won't let you go home until you pass gas, you take a piss, uh, yep. you take a All shit and then you yep. eat something, you know? So you, yeah. you got to check make those sure boxes. you're not going to get it. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. To do it all over again. It's yeah, like, it was, yeah, it was, it was nice. So thank you to pass. everyone who, who reached out and uh, sent their love and, their messages of kindness and everything. And, uh, you know, it, it was, it was awesome to have yeah. the community kind of rally around us and everything. So great, great things that uh, happened. So by the way, uh, she couldn't have gotten sicker at a worse time because I'm like right in the middle of the freaking gen four launch. We have like four right. days left to like get everything out the door and, you know, I'm stuck. But the good news was, is that we actually did it. You know, we got it done. I mean, it, you know, everything it, took yeah. place at the right time and, you know, it was no problem. I, I brought a laptop, of course. She's sitting in a hospital room not doing anything. I'm like, I'm going to freaking work. Heck so, yeah, you know, I, I got my stuff going. I'm, You know, you can do a lot from your phone and everything else. So I did all that from there yeah. and as much as I could. But, um, but anyway, so that was where we were last week. Emergency. 
911. It happens, man. And I, I've still got half an episode in the can that we'll save for some time. And maybe yeah, six months from episode. now, I'll come, come back and finish it. That'd be funny. And then next week, it. we'll do the AMA <laughs> thing. Yeah. And we'll... Cause, so if you've got any questions you want to ask us, you can ask us anything. We'll answer it you we'll know, within reason. Up a little. I do have two testicles. Someone asked that yeah, uh, earlier. Yeah. That's been covered. Uh, but uh, <laughs> And they're the yeah. size of a horse. <laughs> yeah. They're 4.8 ounces a piece. We weighed them. Um, but uh, yeah. So send us a, you know, you can hit us up. Hit us up via DM yeah. at the work for it. By the way, podcast. did you listen it's to the latest? that uh, easy. <laughs> I did. Sorry. I did hear I it. Yeah, I go. did hear it. The latest night. I interrupt my, my shit here. I um, know. Right in the middle of an announcement. Where Craig, uh, Craig hacked the fucking uh, readout. The, the um, what was it? The it was readout the, it, for those. Um, the, the announcement. Yeah. But Craig was, put, contact us at Knife Talk Podcast. Because their account name is technically Knife Talk Knife Podcast. Talk Podcast. <laughs> and they were like, we can't, we don't know why people aren't following us on Instagram. Like, <laughs> they've been promoting it incorrectly all these years, which is kind of funny. But that's actually how it works. You put this mm-hmm. stuff out there and you just, you skim over like a major yep. detail. And it's just, totally. it, it, you get blind to it, you know? Um, yeah. I had the, when I did the plan set, because I completely de- redesigned the plan set for the grinder. Um, yeah. I sent it over to Ben over Ben's Bites, and um, he's got a PhD, so I figured he'd, he'd yeah, he do well with it. He found a whole bunch of mistakes. Uh-oh. And then there was, like, of course, as soon as you release it to the community, like, I can look at the ticker. Uh, within mm-hmm. the first hour, there was 500 downloads. So, you know, it, they all, of course, digest it, you know, and process yeah. it. So now I'm getting all the people writing in going, hey, you missed this dimension, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, most people would take that as like, you know, that's being an, you know, that sucks or it's annoying or whatever. I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. It's like, you're finding all my mistakes for me. Thank you. Just yep. find them all and send them to me. Like it, one guy is doing, I am that he's way screenshotting it and he's using the little, um, thing on the iPhone to circle, like what's nice. wrong. And like, he's even yep. giving me the dimension. Like, how the hell do you know this dimension? All right, man. fine. You, you got it, man. I'm so, with yeah. you though, dude. I, I, love feedback and criticism to a degree i didn't always operate that way and it's only probably yeah. very yeah, not very recently but the past handful of years i've i've been able to come to terms with that and i welcome it because i know it makes me better my wife and i had this discussion last night because she teaches a lot of um a lot of a lot of other teachers as in her job because a lot of what she does is, you know, work with assistive technology and they don't know that work. It's very foreign in uh, sure. the current teaching world. So she does a lot of little trainings at night and different shit that she signs up to do. And and she's gotten some feedback, you know, just and, and it's totally not critical at all in my mind. You know, I look at it and I go, well, babe, that's really not that bad, you know, right. Like, but to her, it is because she's not me for one. And for two, um, she's the one that did the training and put all the time in. And for anybody to say anything other than, hey, amazing job, you know, she's going to get a little upset by it. But 
It's always kind of fun to poke the bear a little and remind people that, hey, none of us are perfect. <laughs> I think it's Except the approach of people. Like, yeah. I, I find it funny about like somebody will just spend like, you know, a couple of sentences yep. really like jerkily criticizing and then yeah. ask a question. Yeah. And I always think like, what makes you think I'm going to answer the question now? You just like bashed me. Like you yep. bashed me publicly. Well, like, that was... She goes, and, that, and then she you goes, want my uh, help? Like, yeah, what? then you want my help? She goes, he he didn't even say this, or he didn't do that. I said, see, you don't even fucking know if that's a man. <laughs> <laughs> I said, now you're saying it's a fucking man. I said, yeah. you've got this big 200-pound gorilla on the other line that's just yeah. ripping into you. I said, horse shit. It's probably it could a be Angela from the woman. office. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, man, you, criticism is one of those things. It's uh, initial. Yeah. What I've discovered is you take the criticism, you read it. Like if it's a yeah. comment on YouTube, that's the quickest thing is like I get pissed off. I'm like, I don't tell this guy to go shove it. But then uh, I always just find myself like, you know, all right, I'll give it an hour or two and then I'll reread it and then I'll go over it and then I, whatever. I mean, it, it is what it is. Unless it's like blatant, like um, bashing, I, I'll just you know, respond as positively as, as I can. One of the guys who's got this down pat, by the way, is, uh, James from Redbeard ops. Yeah. I had him on the podcast and we talked about this exact subject. It was like, it was one of the first episodes he came on. And then, um, he, he said, you know, man, if you can be positive, even when someone's being negative, what happens is, is people read those kind. He's like, I do it more for the people reading it. Not so much the author of the comment, but there's people reading it. And that's what they really, they're really looking. He's really looking to show that he's above all that. Um, But it, you know, then you got guys who are on the opposite end of the spectrum, like owner Kaglar, who just like goes after him. Like hard. He goes after him. Like he goes after you in the ring. The, yeah, as an MMA you, you've got to be a you've truly got to be a badass, though, to go that route. Right. Like in, in your day to day life, you have to live by that mantra that if you say <sighs> the wrong thing to me, it. I'm just going to crush your throat. You know, yeah, I don't want it. I don't want it. Most of us aren't that way. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. I just I and I will say knock on wood, I have had so few anything close to negative comments in my history on social media that I don't deal with it. Um, Just upload to YouTube a little more. I know. You'll get, (laughs) that's all it's going to take, buddy. I can see that coming. (laughs) YouTube. It's see, the thing is, is you've lived your social media life on Instagram where it's a little bit, uh, I would say it's a lot of bit better than YouTube. YouTube just for some reason, I don't need, I don't know what it is about people who watch YouTube, but they just love to bash other people. It's a thing. But to be honest, it's a small portion. It's like 2% that they're just the loudest 2% you know that's the problem i think it's the money to an extent it's it's the only platform why because it's monetized are, it's a it's a platform that people are aware is monetized as well right yeah and yeah i suppose you're right and and as far as the public is concerned um youtube pays you fuckloads of money right they don't far, though. not unless you're a huge youtuber and that's, that's you make the no funny money. thing is they don't yeah. but they see Right, and their National Enquirer magazine yeah. uh, that Ryan's toy review 
is making fifty million bucks a fucking year. God damn. That's Ryan. what I'm gonna go into next. I'm gonna go into yeah. unboxing like Disney toys. Your mom's basement's still free, isn't it? <laughs> I'm gonna move in with her. In about five years, I might make a hundred bucks a month doing that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who knows? I mean, you Depends know, one G. can I only hope. Yeah, one can dream. <laughs> Well, listen. Hey, listen. I uh, yeah, I want to call it a show. I've got a hard stop today. Um, uh, I I am uh, I'm busy today this afternoon, so I got to go. But uh, man, it was yeah. so good getting back on here, Ben. I can't too, tell you man. I missed it last week. I, did I missed too. chatting with you and yep. um, hanging out on the Work for It podcast. And I appreciate everybody listening and all the kind messages and everything that you all have done. When you listen to our show, you support us in our work. And we truly appreciate you. I missed 100%. doing the show last week. I was I, if I could have done it from the hospital room and not bug the shit out of Sarah, I would have. But yeah, uh, yeah man. So well, I thanks for listening. Man. Glad thanks for hanging back out. To health and yeah, thanks for uh, bringing Dexter too. Thanks for coming, Dex. Yeah, man. Dexter well, is again. a quiet young man, but he's got when he talks, he's got a lot of good stuff to say. Maybe we ought to do a. Uh, that'd be fun. We'll do a son a sons show sometime. And in June, we should do it for together. Father's Day. There you go. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll leave bring the, Sam. Bring the home, boys on. We could bring Emerson too. <laughs> yeah, we could bring my other son on. He would be. I don't even know if he'd say anything. He's he's one of those guys, man. Emerson yeah. is like he goes to his bedroom and he disappears for days on end. Yeah. But well, maybe by then we'll there. have. Um, maybe by then we'll have a YouTube. YouTube channel set up and we can do video with it too or something. Speaking but YouTube of kind which, of wigs about kids. So. Yeah, yeah, they do. But you just if you don't monetize it, you're it's fine. You, you can cool. get around it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm like uh, seriously researching the software now to do the YouTube thing for the nice. work for a podcast. I really I think that's going to be like the next wave of this thing. Yep, it is for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. All right, well, listen, boys. I'm, all right, catch up with you later, Ben. It was good chatting with you. You as well. Have a good rest of your all day. Right. Thanks, all everybody. right, you guys too. All right, adios. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, <laughs> goodbye. Get to work in your workshops. Yeah. Get to fucking work. <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.